What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beat Here podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, subscribe. And as always, make sure you guys follow our socials linked down below. And for audio listeners, if you guys prefer to listen that way, make sure you guys download the podcast. And if you enjoy it, give us a five star rating. Without further ado, let's get right into it. And we got a bunch of news. Now, the question is where do you want to start? The options right now we have transfer deadline for soccer um, is today. Or even Friday. I think they said Friday as well. So it was either or. We could start off there because there are news. There are rumors. We have probably have a Manchester United rant after all the news we have from that club. That sorry franchise, I guess you could say. S- sorry. <laughs> In terms of transfers, we could go NFL cut day happen. So And we got update on Jonathan Taylor. Everything's linked to our team for some reason. But Or mm. we have big baseball update as well, considering Shohei Otani's on that team. And the Angels, and we could do updates there. So where do you want to start off? You know, we're just making headlines, our teams, right? Yeah. Uh, let's start off with Manchester United and the deadline. You want to start off with there? Yeah. All right, so... Just, let's start with the one disappointment. Okay, so we probably won't be able to have a five-minute cap on this one because there is legit news. Overall, first off, let's not start with Manchester United. Yeah, we'll go general. Let's go general. And the rich get richer. Mateus Nunez to City. 60 million. 60 million. So I guess, is it like a De Bruyne replacement? It makes sense. Right? <laughs> um, they already added Doku officially. Um, yeah. Foden's been doing a good job replacing De Bruyne for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Foden's coming back to his level. Carabao Cup has already started, so I mean, just in time, right, for the depth. I mean, even though this was like the second round matchups. By the way, Tottenham's already out. <laughs> already bottled the trophy. <laughs> they, will, they will never Chelsea win. survived, but Tottenham bottled the trophy. But... No, um, yeah, the rich got richer. Doku's already there. You already added Guardiola. Yes, you got rid of Gundogan. You re-signed Bernardo Silva. You're probably going to re-sign Kyle Walker. Now you add Mateus Nunez, who killed us in that first game. Right, Manchester United-Wolverhampton game. He was one of the reasons him and Cunha. Um, he was obviously kind of in a holdout mode. But again, $60 million is throwing me off. There's something wrong here. How are all these other teams, like Kai Saicedo went for like 100 10, 115. It's inflation. But, okay, then 60 million for Nunez. Why is it the City players are, except for Grealish, like 60 million? Bro, everyone's 60 million. Yeah, Holland was 60 million too, right? Yeah. Because of that. I don't know how much it was, because I don't understand the release clause stuff, but they are, they, man, have, charges pay, they have 115 charges for a reason, so who knows? But. Now it's 100, go up to 200, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the rich get richer. They're still, they started, they're, are they the only team 3-0 and right now? Yeah, they're only team three and zero. I think West Ham is two one and zero with Liverpool, like two wins and a draw. So is Arsenal. And so is Arsenal. And we're two zero and one. Yeah, we have two wins and one loss. They're all like they felt like we're one three, but honestly, <laughs> could have been zero and three easily. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's news number one off the bat. Uh, How much is Gordio? Like hundred mil, right? Yeah, he was up there. So the so their defense spending is a lot. Yeah. But not their offense spending as much, which is kind of strange, except for Jack Grealish. Yeah, Jack Grealish. And at the time, Jack Grealish was uh, not worth that money, and he still probably isn't for me. But based on last year, he's kind of moved up for it. So, like, I'm going to be real. I'm not a Jack Grealish fan, but I'm still going to get props when it's due. Do you believe Jack Grealish is still hungover from the title parties? I mean, he probably drinks every day, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, I don't think I've seen him since. (laughs) He won his first, what, three trophies? Technically, like, did Villa win anything before that? No. No. They they won not getting relegated. Speaking of Villa, 
they've made news. Um, okay, I'm, let me actually pull it up properly. Like, I don't want to like just go all over the place here. But first off, um, they already had Yuri Tielemans. Yeah. Um, they added Pau Torres, which is the perfect signing because he just lost Tyrone Mings. Um, they added someone, Clement Langley is who they just added. They added Langley? On, on loan from Tottenham. If I'm not, or is it from loan from Barca? But from Tottenham, uh, he was in Tottenham last year, if I'm not mistaken. Was that a loan move or was that actually? Let me double check that. Because if that that's the case, then he should be loaned from Barca. They're he, they're wrapping up the center backs too, right? Like they he's have, on loan. No, he's on Barca and now. We'll go on loan to uh, Villa. Yeah, so from Barca, but like Aston yeah, Clement Longley closing in on loan deal for Barcelona. Yeah, year. I'm saying Aston Villa ramped up the center backs, right? They have Tyrone Mings, obviously he's injured. They have Diego Carlos, who's a former Sevilla player. Yeah. Pau Torres now. And now you add in Longley. So, I mean, it makes sense. If Mings doesn't get injured, I don't see this move happening. But at the same time, you got to add some depth where you Did possibly Villa, can. Okay, let me just pull up. Oh, they also have a... You have a phone on you? What was that guy's name? I forgot his name. The other guy, the other center back that played with Tyrone Mings. Oh, I have no... Oh, it starts with a K. I know, I know what you're saying. Because I was looking at FPL transfers the other day. Ah, this is just SPL. FPL. FPL. Thing, <laughs> that's bro. how I get. That's how I'm getting into soccer. Bro, we don't have we don't have any knowledge. Um, what'd you call it, England? Let me. I'll pull it up. It's all. Uh, oh, I'm having it right now. Okay. Found it me. is, Conta. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it was. yeah. So we have him as well, Ezri Conta. Defensively, they already look stacked. Yuri Tillman is not even playing. Um, they're losing Philip Coutinho. I think to a Qatari league, but doesn't really affect doesn't, them. It doesn't affect them at all. Unai Emery is like the best mid-table coach you could get. Like he won't be able to coach the top teams, but he'll coach the mid-teams to a top team. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they did it with Villa last year, right? They got a conference league now. So he's doing something right, that's for sure. And Villa, they have a good front three, in my opinion. Oli Watkins, Musa Diaby, and Leon Bailey. They have been solid for them. And then in the middle, you have... Uh, Douglas Louise as well running the show. Yeah. Uh, so they brought in the Abi you said Telemans. Yeah, so that's the main one. They are they're well it's not official, so it's not popping up with the actual thing, but that's the news I saw. And dude, speaking of um Barcelona, Ansu Fati. So he was actually linked to go to do you know any of the transfers that happened? Brighton. He was linked to go to Brighton. No, right? no, no, Tottenham. So okay. he was linked to go to Tottenham. Everything yeah. was closed. I think Tottenham prioritized another guy. And yeah, here we go. Brighton. Perfect spot for him. Perfect it's spot for him, perfect yeah. Perfect spot Brighton, for him. Brighton's really Brighton good lo- at developing Brighton players. lost players. And then they already started off pretty well. They lost their goalie. They lost Saicedo. They lost Trossard last year, right? Trossard they lost Trossard in the January They window. lost McAllister. They lost McAllister, yeah. And then did they lose a forward? Some type, some type of forward. Bro, I don't even know, but I if they they like, nah, we're good. Now, Ansu Fati will have the. It's on loan. It's full loan deal. No, no obligation to buy or anything. I believe. Um, and yeah, it's a perfect spot for him to develop. He was. Bro, Brighton, he Brighton. was the guy that was supposed to. Be, he took Messi's number ten. Yeah, Brighton's the Brighton's the place to. If you want to develop, Brighton's the place to go. Brighton, Benfica. Yeah. Um, like you got. It used to be Southampton. I think Brighton's yeah. in Southampton now. I feel You're like you're gonna it. look back at the days where, like, you know, if you Southampton did not sell their players, what it would be like it's insane, in their prime. Right? It'll be the same thing with Brighton, most likely. Yeah, I feel like that too because like Matoma is developed into like yeah. A I, God. I will not be surprised if Matoma leaves in January. 
or be linked to places in China. It just, I think, just how oh, it Evan goes, Ferguson. Right? Evan Ferguson striker. is a striker yeah. who's also who's a 18. big striker who's linked to United. <laughs> they have this, linked to United. I think Paraguayan and CISO who scored some bangers last and, year. No, that's Crystal Palace. Right? I was thinking of Luise, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Brighton, perfect spot for Ansu Fati. As to Pinyan, is apparently a... Their coach is different and they're still doing the same Robert thing. Robert Deserby, yeah. yeah. Grand Potter is probably like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I was Grand Potter well was killing it, too. That's was. the funny like, thing, right? The like, I think th- these type of the coaches are the coaches that could only do like mid-table teams, development coaches. Like development, right? Like Get Mauricio th- po- Pochettino, as good as he is, he might not be a title coach. But he did but, but like, he did well with Southampton and he did decent with Tottenham. Don't get me wrong. He did well. Because, like, but okay, he won't be able to put them over the top. Clearly, when you think about it, right? Before Poch came in, you're like, Tottenham just a team, right? Yeah. But now when you think about, like, Tottenham after Potts, you're like, okay, Tottenham is, like, you know, it's up there with all, like, they are a big 16. Yeah. So, he'll, he's a, Roberto Deserbi played a key role in the signing. So, he was the, he chose Brighton, essentially, over Tottenham as well. And this is from Fabrizio Romano, so this is legit. Um, I think Robert Deserbi is also Spanish, so. Yeah, that helps. Uh, what else is there? What else? Okay, so, should we... Oh, the classic. Liverpool are yet to receive an offer from Al Etihad, which is Benzema's club, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and Conte uh, for Mo Salah. So let's see. If, here's the thing. Saudi transfer window does not have, end for another three weeks. Actually. So here, here, here's the thing you got to be careful about now. Just because, remember when the EPL transfer window ended with the season started? for the two, Yeah, two years? and then like the Ligas was still happening. Everybody else was still happening. So it's not even like, oh... We don't have to worry about drama. No, like just because Man United or Liverpool cannot sign players, that doesn't mean that at the time Paul Pogba could have left or Mo Salah could have left or Saudi Mane yeah. could have left. So in this case, the way Saudi's run uh, rolling right now, every player like from Varane to Mo Salah to whoever else was linked, I think uh, not Coutinho, but all these yeah. oldies but goldies, right? Yeah, Basically. not even like they're going after the young guys. Like Mbappe was, <laughs> it was there. Yeah, I feel like. No, but like I think if you think about it, all the players are like legit over thirty. Yeah. Or thirty or over at least. Well, like right now, Steven Gerrard is coaching El Etifak. Um, he's linked to, to getting Giorgio, uh, Jorginho, which nailed him. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, this is all. I'm also trying to like buy time not to talk about Man United right now, <laughs> just because I don't want to fully, fully either. But I know we both have a rant because. Coming up for that, but sticking with Liverpool for a second, Marco Verratti is finally leaving PSG for a Qatar club, though. He's not going Saudi. He's like, I'll do my own thing. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna do the, his own thing. He's gonna start the Qatari <laughs> Pro League revolution. <laughs> Difference is he's not Messi or Ronaldo, but <laughs> that's that's that. Uh, Inter just brought back Alexis Sanchez, which is yeah. kind of so funny. Roma, Roma signed Lukaku. Lukaku on Samba, loan. Samba found Lukaku. Somehow, and then and Bele might go on season long loan to Inter as well. So a lot of movement. Fabrizio Romano, I think, did say that. Uh, not Fabrizio, sorry, Mark Goldbridge did say that. Not, uh, the last these last forty eight hours are going to be insane because uh, feels like no it. one's really made a move, and we'll get. We'll, we, I know we're alluding to Man United a lot here, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, because Liverpool is heavily linked to. Once upon, a, once upon a time, it was Saicedo, right? And then same thing with Romel Lavia. But now it's Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Bridge, and everybody assumed he wanted United because of Ten Hag. But he now, apparently, he wants Liverpool, apparently. So, it depends. And United are prioritizing Amrabat, thankfully, because we didn't know what was going on. Because Pierre-Emil Hoiberg, who's the decent player back then, I don't know how he is now. He's up there if, in age. Yeah, so, like, what's the point, right? Like, Amrabat's my age, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So, he's still relatively young 
compared to these other guys that we're linked to, right? Yeah, of course. And we've seen him at the World Cup. Like, not Bro, his, keep his, in mind. No, I'm surprised he's not being like. I know he wants Manchester United. He's literally been okay. Look, we'll get to Manchester United now, but he he's waiting since June to be a Man United player. Get that get that in your head for a second. He's waiting. Sorry, in my June. head, bro. I'm just saying in it's general. Very deep in my I, head. I know, but for the podcast, <laughs> sake. but he's in. He's been since June. Okay, that's number one. I'm surprised no other big team. I know Liverpool had a slight interest, but they're not really like linked to how they were with Gakpo and um, Nunez was, right? They're saying this, we want interest. And again, he rejected them already. I'm surprised a team like Bayern Munich hasn't called them up, who was supposedly linked to Scott McTominay, for example. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm, That's I'm true. surprised like t- other teams aren't linked. Like They're trying to hijack the deal. Now, maybe he's really said, I want United or no one else, but there's that. Because he was heavily linked to Atletico Madrid. I yeah they're a big club but not like big as like Bayern Munich or all these other clubs right he rejected a move to Nottingham Forest he's only 21 million now I think he was like or 35 million I think is still the thing for it it's mind-boggling to me that it's not been done yet that's a true. player that wants to join obviously the Ten Hag effect is there for a reason right last year was a different story this year we have the Ten Hag effect but here's here's the thing this morning I woke up I saw. I went on the um, Twitter, X or whatever people want to call it nowadays. X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Ornstein had tweeted, "Oh, um, they're trying to work on a loan deal." And I'm in my head. I'm like, "What the hell?" Bro, it's like two million dollars. No, wait, wait, wait. wait till I get to that story for a second. It's a loan deal. I'm like, whatever. We could get him. We'll, we'll sign him still. Extend like whenever we get the chance. The loan deal, like you said, it was two million, but it wasn't two million up front. It was one million, one million. It yeah. was one million, and then one million, and January. then one million again in January, which is like for a club like Manchester United is disgraceful. We make fun of Barcelona calling them Brokelona. We're broke Chester United now. Yeah, We're generally, yeah. which makes no sense to me because here's the difference: Barca is legit in debt. So is Man United. Don't get me wrong. The difference is Manchester United also owners the stupid Glazers are not spending their own money. They're using whatever generated revenue from Man United is, which is going to be a lot for a little bit. But how are you meant to do signings? On top of that, um, so there's that story. And apparently that was informal talks and Fiorentina rejected that. They they either want a loan with the obligation to buy because he's literally not training with them. Yeah, Literally not training with them. And what do you call it? So I think Romano's, Fabrizio Romano did say that, oh, um, they will do a formal proper offer tomorrow. We, we kind of have to. <laughs> um, you have to do it tomorrow, right? Point, that is the deadline. It's finished. So, yeah. So there's that. So that's the update on Fabrizio Romano. And just to confirm, he is your age. He just turned 27 this month. Yeah. So, and the guy's a baller. Like, he's such an, un- Bro, he, he, well, he, he would be such he an ran underrated that pickup. He ran that midfield in the Morocco uh, World Cup run, right? He yeah. is dribbling out of pressure. He's passing out of pressure. He's getting the ball, getting it up the field to his forwards, uh, to players like Ziyech, right? And uh, Bufal. El Nistri obviously finishes it with the... After Ziyech. Yeah, yeah he just plays yeah. it to Ziyech, plays it to Bufal. They whip into a box to El Nistri, who just finds a way to get ahead to anything. And to make matters worse, Ryan Gravenbridge has already agreed personal terms with Liverpool, Right. Honestly, if I'm Sofian Amrabat, and if I don't hear anything by like the end of the window, close to the end of the window, go sign with Liverpool. I'm not. I'm genuinely saying this because this club, and now you have to admit it, it's worse random than the Canucks during the Benning era. I don't care what anybody says. No, no, no. no, no. Here's, here's the reason why. How come are we for how big this club is? 
right? There's no and there's no cap restrictions here like how NHL has it. That's number one, right? Don't get me wrong, Benning and Aquilino did a horrible job. Don't get me. I'm gonna go on the Canucks in a second here after the stuff I heard today. Um, but that being said, after Fergie left, people are gonna say, "Oh, well, the owners were there when Fergie was there." Fine, there was no issues back then because Ferguson ran things accordingly that way. The issues happened after Ferguson retired. You know who came after Ferguson? Ed freaking Woodward. Yeah, Edward Woodward. He was horrendous. He was okay, Edward finally steps down. I don't think he got fired. He steps down. Richard Arnold and John Murtaugh comes in. Slightly better job. They're listening to Ten Hag, but sometimes not like the greatest thing because we alluded to Anthony. But at the same time, we have Ten Hag does not trust the scouting department. Would like you blame a, Ten Hag for that? I feel like there is an issue in the scouting department. Because Ten Hag is not... As much as people hated Ralph Rangnick... He right? was right. He was right all along. He and the right. reason why Ten Hag got rid of him is because he doesn't want the negative energy. I get that reason. Yeah. But at the same time, go get Holland. Nope. Go get uh, Alvarez. Alvarez. Nope. Go get Gvardiol. Nope. The, um, uh, at the time, Mourinho, as much as I don't like him as a coach, go get Miguel Abali. Nope. Here's 80 million for Maguire instead. Koulibaly was 70 million. This was before Koulibaly uh, kind of fell off. Yeah, because that was prime Koulibaly. And this was like your, your, your favorite center back this at was the time. Prime, that was prime Koulibaly. Yeah, so this club does not know how to run shit properly. John, how do you, outside of the Anthony Alanga signing, or sale, sale, sorry, how is Alex Tellers going to Saudi for like two, three million? Yeah, we mentioned Maybe this four. before, yeah. How like, is uh, Donny Vandeby going on loan to a random spot? Why are we demanding forty million for Scott McTominay when you know you're screwed? Onana's a great signing. That's it. Like Mason Mount. Okay, fine. You want to blame Ten Hag for that? Sure. But where's the scouting department? Where's the director of football? Like how these other big clubs have it. United ain't winning shit. And you know what sucks? Yeah, we're still gonna support this club up here that we have a scarf on because we're stupid, right? We're dumb. We're dumb. Don't get us wrong. People can say we could hop off the ba- hop off the ship. No, we're not doing that because we know this team and what it's capable of. And we know this year, they're still. I still think they're an approved team. And I know you didn't like the window. I'm on your side now. But I'm saying at the time, I liked it because we did stuff like this, this, this. And we were yeah, close to Amrabat. I told you this, bro. There's always something missing and they always find a way to mess it up. Right. right? Um, we're still dumb enough because we're going to lose sleep and wake up at 4.30 a.m. just to watch a game and get whooped. Because I have a feeling that this we're year... We're losing Sunday. I have a feeling this year is... Not like last year. Like last year, you had the glimmer of hope. He's, he's, with the have Liverpool you noticed game. this? I haven't seen that. I mentioned to you how we have a second-year manager curse. Have you noticed that the first year, they'll listen to whatever the manager says, and the second year is not as much? I, I guess is, Ten Hag's a little bit different because we did get Onana and we did get Mason Mount, all right? So it's a little bit different here. But at the time, it was Ed Woodward, so it kind of makes sense that we're doing better. But this, how are we not able to sell players? We had a $30 million agreement. Okay, whoever paid... Them, whoever paid Maguire his contract is ridiculous. Don't get me started with Harry Maguire. Scott McTominick, you had a $60 million for 30 30 each of those two guys. You rejected the McTominick one. That makes no sense. McTominick's I would have rather kept Fred, who was gone for nothing himself. I thought McTominick was going to be like barely going to get 5 mil, not going to lie. So I don't know why we have him overvalued. And because of that, we're losing pieces. And if I'm Sophie on Amrabat, go join Liverpool. I don't care at this point. Like I'm saying on behalf of the player. Here, uh, yeah, right. Like, just like, like, go to. We United. are the worst run soccer franchise, and yeah. I think we're the one of the worst ran big sports franchise in the world in any sport. Because, and people, I know we have cousins that are Liverpool fans, Jeevan, for example, and they'd mentioned, oh, they were oh, they're run by FSG, 
right? Fenway Sports Group. Well, guess what? They still ended up getting Cody Gakpo. Eric Ten Hag, the way he supported him in the middle windows, don't get me wrong. Eric Ten Hag's at fault a little bit here, but not as much. How do you get Woot Weghorst when Liverpool got Cody Gakpo? And Gakpo was Man United linked heavy. Yeah. Like Gakpo wanted United. Uh, Beds are being okay, uh, you know, beds are being final type of thing. Type then of thing. Anthony Dio and then just like that, the Anthony Dio no, 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 like he went to Liverpool oh, like that, at that, at that, that time, at that time. All right, for the Amrabat situation, is Amrabat like genuinely Amrabat? Like, what do, you, what, what do you want? What do you see in United right now? Like, genuinely, I don't see what you see in United right now that you're holding out trying to play for them because their dumbasses can't play pay for you, right? Yeah, no, like, I don't know where I'm going with this, and so, like, it's kind of like a ramble at this point, but. That's number one. Now we're linked to Kukurea on loan, which is fine. He's the best option available. But Varane's out. Is Maguire literally your backup center back? If Luke Shaw does come back healthy, we have two left-footed center backs then. It's not like we go like Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire. I know we have Victor Lindelof. I'm talking about his backup at that point. Like If Victor Lindelof, something happens to him, God forbid, Luke Shaw, is he going to fill in? Yeah. Realistically, is he? Yeah. (laughs) You're saying we're going to play Martinez and him? Yeah. <laughs> you want to, but you know it's not going to yes, happen. It's, 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 yes. Anything that takes Maguire off the pitch, I will do. Yeah. And then at this point, like on the attack side of things, Hojland's injured. Okay. Go. Okay. Now you're not bringing back Green. What we find out out? How are you going to replace him? You did. Right? Yeah. We've got rid of Dean Henderson. We got 20 something million. You spent half of that on. So you're telling me, how do you not have money? And even for Amrabat, go do a loan and mandatory buy next year or obligation to buy. Just get it done. I just don't understand how, like, how you're not figuring shit out, right? I, that's what I'm, I just it's mind-boggling like, to I, me. I can't figure this out because, like, the player wants you. That's never happened like, in a long, long time. They're like, yep, yeah, tw- he's worth 21 million. Here's two. That makes no sense, right? You're out here spending 90 million on Anthony, 80 million on Maguire, just like that, uh, near the end of the window. And a guy that's worth 30 million for you, you can't spend. You're lucky. Maybe, maybe they might overpay it, but. Yeah, so I have no clue. That's the Amrabat situation. Mark Cucarella is very close to joining United on loan. So we'll see That's what happens That's like for a Shaw replacement. I don't, I don't mind it. He was Brighton. He was killer, apparently. I didn't watch he him much. He was killer. He was But Chelsea, killer. he hasn't been that great. Um, Chelsea's where dreams die. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we sent loan proposal, whatever about that. Um, so then on top of that, Graven Bridge might be a Liverpool player. We already said that. No, no, I, yeah, no, I'm just, we, just, we like, said that's that. the same, I know I said, we I know, literally I, just said that. I know, but I'm just saying, on, I just saw it right now and it came back to my head, but I'm just saying on top of that, like, that's how yeah, you yeah, end the news, but um, that's our Man United rant, the fact that we woke up like, oh, it's gonna happen, and then it's like, yeah, no, Go, uh, I think Goldbridge or the United stand page tweeted, let's create a GoFundMe, like, how are we this broke? I don't get it. it. Like, if people want to say, like, if we struggle this year, don't get me wrong. Ted Hag and the players deserve all the blame. Oh, no, no, 100%. The they do, they're not. They're Once at fault. this window ends, it's going to be on them and to make they're it work. Fault. As long as they work their ass off and if we just lack of talent, then you could blame the board and ownership. But, man, those two groups have to go. This club is shit right now. It's so bad. No, like, on the field. Yeah, but they're, I'm just saying. They're like, shit right now. But I'm just saying, in general, we have no depth at this point because like, everybody's injured. Now, part of Shuli, that's on Ten Hag, and he has to manage his players better. So I, don't, I don't want him like running everybody into the ground and you know what the other bad news is Cameroon has picked up Onana again oh yeah and obviously that's Afcon yeah but he was retired before oh <laughs> retire, he had an issue retire again him. bro <laughs> you had an issue with them that's why 
All right. So as I, should we move on to Herdman news or? Uh, speaking of, let's finish up Europe. Uh, Champions League draw is today. So by the time this comes out today, because this is recorded the night before, it will be out already. So uh, let me pull it up actually to see what the pots look like. Um, Champions League. 2023 early favorite on your top of your head early favorite Man City is the paper I favorite. mean Man City is obviously a paper favorite Bayern's always up there and uh Real Madrid <laughs> just cause without strike just cause Camavinga right. they found a striker Jude Bellingham's killing it <laughs> yeah uh, Camavinga finds a way to do everything yeah um, but I just said that but if I'm gonna really go with a, a underrated like dark horse I'm gonna go with Napoli again yeah. They lost Kim Menje. I mean, o- they have Oshiman and Kravestalia. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. But as long as they have that duo and they're firing on all cylinders like they were last year, they'll have a chance. So part one is Man City, Sevilla. Europa League. <laughs> Barcelona, Napoli, Bayern Munich, PSG, Benfica, Feyenoord. So from a man native side of things, give me Feyenoord. Yeah. I don't even want Benfica. Give me Feyenoord. Knowing us, we're probably going to end up getting one of the top teams. Um, we're in part two with Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, Arsenal, Porto, and Leipzig. So obviously that's us. I think the okay. So off the bat, group of death would be like Man City, Real Madrid, and then from the other Milan. So this is part three: Shakhtar, Red Bull Salzburg, Milan, Braga, PSV, Lazio, Red Star Belgrade, Copenhagen. So that's Milan. So Newcastle's part four. And then put Newcastle there. Then there, that's the group you could of give that. Him Newcastle, you could give yeah. them, um Real. Super I should know City can't City can't play with Newcastle. Yeah, so it might then it's probably Celtic or um, Real Sociedad or Gal- even Galatasaray. Yeah, right. Too, right. So um, that's the thing. So for Man United, the easiest group potential will be Feyenoord, United, someone that's not Milan, I guess. From part three, yeah. And some and we can't get Newcastle anyways. So not don't give don't give us any Spanish club because we. Which is weird. We beat Barcelona. <laughs> but and then we lose to who? Sevilla. Sevilla, always. right, yeah. Atletico Madrid, we always lose to. Yeah, well. yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's the Champions League. The draw is coming out. The Champions League should be starting on, which is going to be one of our favorite times in the weekday years. But the problem is you have school. I have work. I'll watch in school. I'm just saying in general. Um, <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> because the, the playoff ended today. Like the yeah, playoff. so it's going to take like a few weeks. Uh, September 19th and 20th. Yeah, that's like, what, two, three weeks? Yeah, so that's the first um uh, match day. And that goes all the way till my birthday weekend, actually. Yeah, it does. I'm not going to disclose when that is. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. um, so there's that. So um, let move, me double check. It, uh, uh, I'll, I'll double check mo- at the end. Moving, if on to, moving on to John Herdman. Um, yeah, so we, we alluded this, I think, a couple of episodes ago that Toronto FC have interviewed John Herdman. And those of you guys that are new to the channel, or first of all, welcome. But second... Subscribe. <laughs> and um, we have, you could check on our YouTube, the rants we have on Canada soccer. And the rants are because you thought we heard, you heard of the Man United rant. It's kind of similar because... No. If you see Amrit Mad, you got to watch that video, the Canada soccer video. Yeah. It's just... It's scary. When, when this guy's pissed off, like, I genuinely think I'm going to die. So like no chance right like i don't know this guy might just pick up and throw something just accidentally hit me in the head okay <laughs> but no like the rant was because the potential of canada soccer was there but they're same they're similar to man united like their board is terrible 
right? One of the worst run things you've seen with all everything going on. And John Herdman's had enough. He stepped away, took the job of Toronto FC. Uh, and you know what the funny thing is? He left one dumpster fire for another. Exactly. Lorenzis and he is beefing Terry Dunphy also, which is obviously if I'm Tree FC, it makes sense to get the coach right away. Right? So, but here's the thing with John Herdman. Um, he loves rebuilding challenges. He did well with the women's. He did, he, national he did good team. with the men's. He did good with the men's national team. And now he'll probably do well with this because he's a great motivator at the end of the day. He's a great motivator. He's like, come on, guys, you could do it. But, oh, don't worry. Don't worry, Lorenzo. You messed up the pass. We conceded. <laughs> it's all good. At we'll least get he him has next like time. similar talent, right? Like yeah. he had Alfonso Davies. But for me, this might be a blessing in disguise. And I'll get to that in a second. Before I do, and I know you have similar sentiments, uh, sentiments as to me here because we've discussed this off camera as well. I, and I alluded to it too, that, that rant video. But John Herdman, a genuine, genuine thank you from a Canada soccer fan, from both of us, because you got two huge soccer fans to watch their country play in a World Cup without using the excuse of a um, host qualifying. A host qualifying, yeah. So, right? You made Canada, the women's team first into what it is. And now the men's team. You got players involved. You got players joining us. You got like you got players going to Europe. You made the qualifiers that watching the Ocho, the, the Ocho fun as hell. That Ocho was one of the absolutely amazing. One of the best times of my life as a sports fan when everything else was going on a shit show for us was watching Canada soccer because I was so excited to watch. And and now we're in a shit show. Huge, <laughs> but no, genuinely a huge thank you for that for getting us that joy. Um, but it was, in my opinion, time for you to go as well. Yeah. It's a thank you, and we'll never forget this because you put us on the map, but it was definitely time to go. And we'll get into the news of what we heard through, um, I think, Manuel Vett uh, from Transfer Market, is, I believe, and other people like Peter Glindo, um, who was on the staff with him as well. But he is losing the locker room? Yeah, so that's the thing. Um, First of all, my opinion, why I think it's a blessing in disguise that he chose to leave. And I know he chose to leave because, first of all, Canada Soccer is a shit show on its own. I don't blame him. Ah, obviously. But the problem was, ever since the World Cup, the motivation tactic is no longer there. The motivation tactic, it's kind of like the Bruce there it is. Yeah, like, it's kind of like You're that. trying to motivate them to, get, to believe that you guys belong here. And he did a great job in that. Yeah. Right? And they showed Jonathan David's in Europe. They showed their blood. Alistair Johnson went to Europe. Ismail Kone is now in Europe. Right, so on and so forth. Um, uh, Davies, Davies, and Laren, and David, and everybody. Right, Stocky, Buchanan, Buchanan, and Buchanan. Right, so he's done a great job there. But the tactics were a question mark always to me after that. The one after thing, that Belgium the, game, yeah, that's the, where it was. The one thing I don't understand what he did did was why is he always like switching lineups type of thing, right? Yeah, he's from four back formation to three back. Next game back to four back. You know, the lineups are always changing. I feel like. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing. He didn't really use that. And I think that kind of costed him as well. Um, the Another thing was, like, I feel like he started, like, protecting the players too much type of thing. Yeah. Right? Like, like obviously, do what Ten Hag does in, in public. Every coach should do. Like, Pep and everybody does this. Right? I'm not I'm trying to make this Man United again. Any coach in any sport, you know, don't be a Mourinho. Don't be a Daryl Sutter. Don't put people out in public like that. No, no, I'm talking about like on the pitch. Like you could just oh, sell. Like yeah. he, it just felt like he was hiding players. You know, like they. It felt like it wasn't being used to their maximum potential type of thing. And apparently, uh, apparently, the last straw was that USA Canada final because it was embarrassing. It was that right. performance. He, like Davies. That's what caused everything. What 
like you were taking like my example for the like, protecting players you were protecting Alfonso Davies because he was getting cooked on one side so you swap wings right he's your best player tell him to figure the hell out and step up instead yeah. of just putting him on the other side and just like oh don't worry try to get on this side uh yeah because of that like you mentioned earlier he lost the locker room a little bit and it was confirmed that it was not Davies involved in that. People were saying it was Davies because of that reason of moving him around the thing. Is he a left back? Is he a left winger? He plays and he's literally you. He could play any position. He could play anywhere, really but want. at the end of the day, like you want to know where you're playing. Exactly. Um, which is why you probably hate me a little bit. No, but. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> it's not like I'm a professional soccer player. I but just suck play, it up. Hey, it's an excuse. You get to play all game almost. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'll take it. <laughs> but no... Um, so yeah, there, that was the reason, and for me, it was the tactics side of thing, right? Mike Halford, who's um, obviously off Halford and Bruff, who I listen to a lot when it comes to, he's a huge soccer guy, so I share the same sentiments as he's saying. He's like, yeah, thank you, but it might be a blessing in disguise. Thank you for doing this, and thank you for leaving. Sure. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Just but thank you. Yeah, but, but the question marks are now, like, it was a tactics. But who is? So I don't know which players it but, was. But... Who is the next guy, right? Before we get to that, so, um, so the question marks were at the top. Ta- yeah, players, yeah. So obviously, the we, yeah, we said this, but like, what I'm trying to the say, the next is guy, okay, so the next guy needs to like, right now. It's Moro Biello, and that name sounds familiar because yeah. his son is Jeevan's center mid partner for Canada U17, U-17. team, who's a solid player himself. Yeah, right? no, but I'm just trying to see like this guy, whoever the guy is, is a guy that needs to take no bullshit. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Who the hell's going to come in with that budget? That's also true, too. That's, like, number what's one. A, what's that's the a, issue number one. Like, remember we discussed, yeah. like, who's going to be the best guy to replace him? But here's the thing. And a classic example is your Raptors. Did you know who Nick Nurse was before he got hired as the coach? I knew, I knew he was our assistant. No, but, like, did you know, like, of him, has tactics and how he's going to do shit? Oh, no, not really. Like, you didn't really know. Well, I don't Same, know. Yeah, that's one I example. That. Then you think of, you know, other coaches. For example, the Canucks with... Uh, when they had Travis Green, promoted him from the AHL. We didn't know much about him, how he was going to do stuff. You know, so on. many other coaches do that, right? And so we don't know whoever we bring in. Because P- Peter Galindo, Ben Steiner from the Northern Football Podcast, and Alex Ganjay-Ruzic um, were talking about this, and I was listening to it a little bit, um, bringing someone homegrown. So Morocco is a perfect example. They got rid of their coach right before the World Cup. We at least have time for the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have a time for the Copa America. It also does not help when you have no freaking games in September. So what's the point of that? But bringing up maybe a homegrown guy in the CPL. It could work. Because the Morocco example, they brought a guy homegrown, Moroccan. They did, yeah, yeah. And look, what they go, look how far they got him. Maybe that... We, we love to name chase. Don't get me wrong. Carlo Ancelotti is one yeah, of the no, greatest coaches of I'm all time. I'm not saying that. But no, I'm no, just, I'm just saying in general. I'm saying this guy just needs to take no bullshit. Yeah, right? so he I'm needs saying, to be the opposite of Herdman. So what I'm saying is, not even just that. Like He still needs to have some Herdman in him to motivate when we need to motivate. For me, it's like a Ole to Ten Hag, where Ole is like a player coach. Exactly. So for but me, Ten Hag's like, nah, bro. Ten Hag it's it's going to be coach. my way. Ten Hag is a player's coach. But it's still going to be it's Ten Hag's way. Like, it's not Mourinho. But it's Ten Hag's way. Exactly. Yeah. But what we're saying is that the total opposite might be Mourinho or Daryl Sutter. We don't want that. Ten Hag is a perfect example Pep is a perfect example Klopp is a perfect example In that sense Carlo So on and so forth Um, The question is For me is Can we get the right tactician That's true yeah That's for me That's where I'm going to go with things Because We've got the motivation The players are there They belong We can now We'll just help 
will this make us struggle to get players that are dual nationals, guys like Ike Ugbo, who's already there, but I'm just saying in general for the future guys. Um, that's question mark number one to get Canada soccer, back, Canada soccer back on the map. And for me, go get a tactician that has like the Ten Hag qualities of motivating your players, but also being strict on them, making them do 13-kilometer runs or whatever you have to make them well, do. you shit the bed. But it also, to be fair to that price. coach, are you going to get the game time to do that? Are you going to get the training camps to do that? Because... We actually, okay, we're going to allude to it now. I know we weren't going to mention it. We have a guest, we filmed it, we don't know when we're going to release it. The only thing is he was part of Canada Soccer once upon a time in the youth levels. And he was mentioning the camp differences between them and Mexico. How they only practice two ca- two times. So you get, you're trying to gel Compared with the Compared to guy. Mexico is like nine, ten Exactly. Times, yeah. So how are we going to fix that, right? So that's, for me, for Canada Soccer, that's where I'm, I'm looking at things. Can you get a proper tactician? It could be a local small guy. Man, go get guys from uh, Newton Park. <laughs> a coach. <laughs> I don't, obviously, I'm, I'm, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but who knows? Maybe they're a good tactician. As long as you could get someone who could still buy in, you need a coach that could still listen to them, buy in, motivate them, but also be a great tactician on the fly and before the match. Yeah. And yeah, and the other thing that I'm wondering about this is on the women's side of things. Will Bev Priestman walk? Not saying for the men's job. I'm just no, saying. No, I, I think it's fine. But yeah, but there's rumors. Same rumors were who knows? How bad the situation is, you don't know what the hell is gonna happen. Now the difference is she is still playing. Um, um, she is still playing. Sorry, I was looking at an email that we potentially might have still, received. Um, she, she's still coaching right now, right? Yeah, like, the Jamaica games coming up. Yeah. But yeah, um, let's call it there. Let's call it there. Yeah. Once again, thank you, John Herdman, for getting our country involved, and hopefully, the legacy you've set is carried forward. Yeah, it's he did say like it. It felt the time for me to go and get someone else an opportunity. Yeah. And he wanted to do club soccer before, anyways, and he, he'll get his he chance. has a chance now. Yeah. Um. Too bad we're gonna root against Toronto FC, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is yes, what it, it is. Um. So moving on to the NFL, where. Roster cuts happen. Yeah. Sorry, I was just checking one last thing here. Okay. Uh, roster cuts happen. And we also got some updates on Jonathan Taylor, like we mentioned. All right. Roster cuts. Roster cuts. What was the biggest surprise for you if you noticed on top? Not really many. Um, usually isn't, right? No, it's usually not. Um, I guess Darius, as a Colts fan. Like, as a Colts fan, Darius Ross was a surprise. Because he was a this year's um This year's. Pick. Yeah, fifth round pick. Um, that was one he got picked up pretty quick. Makes sense. The other one that what was the other one that surprised me? I thought I had one. Oh, the funny one was Doug Peterson's son. He dropped him. Yeah, he cut his. But then son. he brought him back on the practice. Okay, court. yeah, and then uh, um, Jimmy Graham did so well that he kept the spot for his yeah. age and not playing football. Uh, I won't say Nathan Rourke surprised me. Super, no, but he did ball out. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing, right? And this kind of sucks because uh, he's not gonna, he's not on the roster obviously right now. He's yeah. gonna be a practice squad player if he doesn't get picked up. But at the same time, it makes sense because he has zero NFL experience other than preseason games. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think there's any big surprises that I could think. Of. I thought that there was one name. We cut Isaiah McKenzie and signed him like yeah, one but hour that, later. Apparently that was normal. When I yeah. saw that on a message, I'm like, what the hell? Then apparently I saw like Colts fan. Not fan pages. Colts uh, insiders say like this is normal. Every team usually does this. Yeah. Instead of putting a guy on waivers like Darius Rush to get picked up by someone else, you release him, but then you sign him instantly. 
Yeah. It's because of Jelani Woods. That's why. So yeah, Jelani really Woods is also being. But we injured. only have four receivers, so I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone's on. Uh, Colts roster is like probably like, definitely up there in one of the youngest, right? Because no one's over 30. No one's over 30. I think two people are 30. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it might be Buck, might be close to it. it might be Kelly, Ryan Kelly, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, no. Uh, NFL, keep an eye out. This sun, this Monday's episode, we will be doing our predictions yeah. of standings and playoffs and MVP and all that. And then next Thursday, obviously, is uh, Thursday kickoff. Night Football kickoffs. Uh, the Kansas Lions City versus Detroit. And we'll just do some prediction, small prediction, small preview of the season then. But our bigger NFL preview will be on Sunday. But if you haven't, check out our over and under predictions on the wins. Uh, who, which one of us has a hot take? You'll find out from that video. And yeah, but JT, let's get into it. That's the main reason why we're here. Um, did not get traded. Like and like we expected. <laughs> Genuinely like we expected. We expected that, right? Like yeah. many people. Many people actually thought he would get traded. Many media members, like guys like Chef, guys like Rappaport even, yeah, like yeah. he's getting traded. But like maybe we're the, maybe we're the real insiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I'm happy we didn't settle, like you said. Because well, um, it shows that we still have the value. I still need to listen to the Chris Ballard But um, he mentioned conference. that, like, you know, we can't... As much as this, what the situation is, we're not dumping Jonathan Taylor away. And we're not. Because to the point, we asked Miami for Jalen Waddle. And I love it. Maybe they're stupid enough to give it. Then you do it. Because we yeah, need a receiver at the end of the day. Ask and shall receive, potentially. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah, my, yeah, don't be super, super dumb and go to Patrick and be like, yo, give us Patrick Mahomes. Like, go that Chiefs, one might yeah. be... But Jalen Waddle makes a little bit more sense because... He's a number two option there. Yeah, so yeah, because Tyreek. It depends on how much you value the running back over Jalen Waddle. Clearly, they did. It obviously, it's clear uh, yeah. what what the situation is. So here, the one thing I did miss was this might this relationship was fractured not after the agent change. It was actually during the season last season, and because as Jonathan Taylor did get hurt for the first time in like a long time in his career, including college and um, and high school, and I think when we made the coaching switch. From Frank Reich to Jeff Saturday, he came back to play on the ankle. Now, he's his own man. He he has he doesn't have to play either. But I guess they were like they rushed him back. The coaching staff rushed him back. Medical staff even maybe. You know, Saturday probably wanted to take the team to the playoffs. Exactly. At that time, we were like what five hundred, I think, or close. We're just to under five hundred. Yeah. So we had at that time we had an opportunity to, but especially when we beat the Raiders. <laughs> but um, by the way, the Raiders you suck for that. <laughs> uh, Josh McDaniels, that's just like. Uh, Absolutely embarrassing. Yeah. Anyways, um, so the fracture was from there. Essentially, like that. Like, hey, I played on this ankle. So you're the you're reason. You're the reason, reason why, why I'm, I'm not getting paid. Yeah, and you're the and reason that's why I'm where hurt. he's taking it now. You like you mentioned before, he wasn't saying that during the April press conference or postseason. Yeah, but press at conference. that point, he was saying like, I want to be a Colt for life. Exactly. And ever since he made the agent change and became this biggest heel turn since like Hulk Hogan or whatever, <laughs> like that it was that Bro, type was of heel it? turn. Um, Seth Rollins and the Shield. <laughs> but yeah, like it's like he's there and he's liking tweets that I'm being held hostage. We don't know. Shit's still a mess. It's don't a get mess. me wrong. He could still get traded tomorrow, but he's officially on the pop list, right? So he can't. Even if he gets traded, he can't play for four weeks. So I don't know when we'll trade for him unless someone really wants him that bad. If they lose. A running back, but we've, but we've seen running backs. But we also like seen a report. Oh, I've seen a report. I don't know if you've seen it. Like where we, where even we didn't even get offered seconds. No, I didn't know that. I think yeah. I saw that, but I wasn't sure how true. I'm that not was. sure how true it is, but like, yeah, if that's the case, then yeah, like, he, he ain't giving you up exactly. Like 
so here's the thing where people are getting mixed up. Obviously, that's stem summary. So there is a fractured relationship. Ballard, like the one thing I love about Ballard, he doesn't sugarcoat things. Yeah. He le- says it how it is. He says, literally says GMs lie all the time, <laughs> right? Like some, he's not going to disclose certain information, obviously, but he'll say what he can straight to your face. And in this case, he's like, yeah, it's fractured, but it's repairable. I love Jonathan. And, you know, he's a great player. He's a great kid. He's, he's a great person. Us, yeah. And he's big for us, right? And I'll obviously listen to the rest. And he he did sound real when he said it, right? Stephen Holder's been on this story. The problem is, yes, his agent is in his ear, and I don't know how much of... Like, I might be naive. I still think he's going to sign with the Colts. I, I might do, be naive I on do, that. I do think so. I think the, he's going to play for the Colts this year. But I think he's going to ball I out. I think we're still going to suck, but... Yeah. I think he'll get his contract. I don't know if Schefter, but his contract will be at the end of next end of the season. People gotta realize that this is not gonna hurt Anthony Richardson's development. It's not. It's a running back. It's not gonna hurt his development. Yeah, will it help or him run, if he's run, here? Yeah, obviously. Sure, but you have you've clearly seen running backs like Isaiah Pacheco in the Super Bowl as a lead running back. So, but no, um, the reason is he wants to get paid now. Blah blah blah. Yeah, like we have been, the cap space to do it. We've been mentioning. So maybe, yeah, uh, like both sides are right and wrong at the same time. The way they are. They are. And like part of us is like, just give him the contract. He deserves it anyways. Because like what he did during that MVP year. But you have the cap space. You might as well do it. And I know you have to pay Pitt as well, right? Pitt's not complaining, but he knows that. Um, it's a wide receiver. It's wide receiver. <laughs> He's gonna get twenty million probably, most likely. Um, we'll see how he does yeah, this year. We'll see how he does this year. It generally, it generally depends on this. Yeah, year. but. Like we have reportedly budgeted for it now. How much that budget is, we don't know. How much he's asking for, we don't know. But if it's like three year fifteen, but I that, said you that's do also it. like one of the big question marks. Like, is he genuinely asking for seventeen, eighteen mil to break the to make the record, or is he asking for like fifteen, fourteen mil? Yeah, but even if it's seventeen, I'm down to do it for three years. It, we have the cap space. We might as well, right? But the question mark is: Is he healthy enough to play? And if he is. How is he going to perform? And the third thing is, is he going to fit the coach's scheme and fit well with Anthony Richardson? So we're not going to come And from the Colts side of things. I hate, I, I get it. Jim Mercy has, is a loud mouth. He says a lot of shit. But the people that are blaming him just because it's Jim Mercy, Andy Reid literally said to Chris Jones, life moves on and no one says shit about it. Yeah, right. right yeah. Jim Mercy, just because he's a loud mouth, I get it. But at the same time, it's not on him. If Ballard makes most of the decisions. I get it. Ursay does make some decisions. But for, at this point, I agree with whoever's making this decision that like, yeah, I get their side of things. As a fan, we're like, just give them the money, get it over with. We like JT, move on, right? And for me, is that's the situation. And now the other problem is Colts think he's not hurt. He's saying he's hurt, but he's not hurt at the same time. Whether the doctor staff thinks he's, he's med- failing medicals on purpose. Well, he can't <laughs> fail on purpose either. <laughs> it's like you could tell, but if he says, because the problem is the injury that he had and the surgery he had was two to four week injury. It's been eight months. Yeah, right. So uh, there is a question football. mark for sure. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say he's the type of faking guy. Schefter did say, even if he comes back, because he has to come back or he's not going to be eligible to be a free agent next year. And guess what? We'll just franchise take him. Yeah. But at the same time, he's saying that, he's he's alluding to saying, oh, he well, he might not play properly. He might do like one drive and be like, no, oh, no, no. I, I'm hurting my ankle. I'll go back in a couple of snaps. Yeah. Well, I mean, potentially, if, he could if, do that. If, he if, has if, the potential to do that. If he's doing that, get the hell out of my organization yeah i don't give a shit that's bullshit if you're doing that right i don't care who you are you got if you're on the football field you play there's then you have no passion for the game yeah right you don't deserve to play football yeah. if, if you're doing that Listen, shit. the best case scenario might be yeah this like I'm, we like i said we might be naive 
and we think he's gonna sign. But to be honest, we could be dead wrong. Like yeah. He genuinely wants out. Let's just say he genuinely wants out. Then yeah, the best idea is to trade him for a third if we have to, because of like what you said, if that potentially happens, right? We don't know. But I love the Colts that did not like you said. They didn't settle. They didn't settle. They, they're they doing, asked for Jalen Waddle. They asked for the right things. Or they're whatever. doing the right things. Yeah. And obviously, it's gonna be like it looks hypocritical because like everyone's saying. You're asking for superstar value, but you're not paying him superstar money. But at the same time, situation you the situation is like they are right and wrong at the same time. Both sides. Both sides. So yeah, do you think, without being naive, is it repairable? Yes, I genuinely do think it's repairable. As long as he holds, it comes back and plays. Holds. It, his it, end it of the just matters about that. If he comes back and plays, and he plays, you know, JT level. He will sign a, the contract will be given to him. Yeah. Now, what will he? It just depends. That on will his then idea. determine if that if will it, then determine. Then we'll know if he's truly fractured yeah, or yeah. not. Because we saw stuff with Debo. I understand different positions, but it's still it worked out with yeah. It worked out with Debo Samuel, Lamar Jackson. It worked out with Lamar Jackson. Because if it's truly it worked fractured, out with Dak Prescott. That's Dak Prescott. If it's truly fractured, they would not want to sign that contract. Yeah. All right. So that's that's where I gotta stay with that. Um, let me double check if you have anything other with the NH- NFL. But yeah, um, very heavy on our favorite teams, which is kind of weird. Oh, hey, at we're least in the drama, yo. We're, we're on the headlines. Uh, oh, college football has uh, technically already started. Caleb Williams is already, already made a highlight play. Yeah, already made a highlight play, but it starts this weekend. But the marquee games are starting. Like Texas, Alabama is the first big game. Yeah, I believe and, on uh, schedule on the ninth. So yeah, college football fans, you know, if you guys are want to get into college football, get into it. You guys go. It's usually every Saturday. It's one of those like it's like a it's like NFL Sunday. It's all day. Saturday. Yeah, it's all day. Um, for those players that are looking, you know, that are casual fans that are looking into a team to support. Or like looking for some just, go, just back watch right some in. just watch college football and find a player you like. Caleb Williams is a perfect example. Or, or just support the best team. Here's the funny thing: Georgia new quarterback, Bama new quarterback, yeah. Ohio State new quarterback, TCU new quarterback. The only continuation is from those top teams from last year. And I know TCU isn't the big school from consistency wise, but they made the final. Clemson also new quarterback starting. Yeah. Um, Michigan is like I think. Still has him. I don't know who it is. Is it Jake McCarthy? JJ McCarthy. Yeah, JJ McCarthy. Uh, what about uh, Blake Corn? Obviously, still there. USC. Caleb Williams. Oh yeah. And but then like, uh, Drake May, right? He started last. Well, year? UNC isn't like at that level. Though. Yeah, no, but like the difference. He's just a quarterback there. Yeah, but USC. USC, yeah. Then he, I guess you could say Oregon, but yeah, Bo, Nicks. Bo Nicks is back. But like yeah. I'm talking about the major, like the top schools. Yeah, the big schools. Of, yeah, all have like new quarterbacks. New quarterbacks coming in. And Georgia's defense is different again. So let's see how it actually it's goes. It's probably still be beastly. <laughs> but so, yeah, I, I can't even say who's a favorite because everything changes. But so college football is back. Tune in. Those of you guys that want to know. Is it still? If you're, if you're an Arizona fan, go tune into USC games. Oh, yeah, you should go. Even if, especially because Houston. I know Ohio State if you want to see Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Um, question for you, though. Arizona's in a, such a win-win situation. Let's just say hypothetically, whatever reason they don't get the first pick they still have two of the top five right most likely huge depending on where houston finishes as well if they do get the first pick they could if they choose to keep kyler i'm just saying if they choose to keep kyler whether people agree that or not because they did just pay him they could get a haul for that first pick to help kyler out as well they can in a way but uh, you know okay i could see it happening where they in the i could see a world where they choose kyler yeah right 
But at the same time, I just feel like obviously the the value that Caleb Williams is going to bring is, you know, immense with his rookie football ability. But that's the key. Rookie quarterback, rookie contract, right? You could build... Say you give him two years, right? And you let him develop, you focus on develop development, right? Those remaining three years, you could just hand out fat contracts to these all these good players, fill it around like how the Bengals did, like how the Chargers did, right? And just create a freaking super team to have that three-year window to win it all. Yeah. So that's the value I feel like that's I feel like that I feel like for me that's puts it over top of you know if you have the first overall pick you gotta take Caleb Williams yeah no so okay fine flip it if it's the Colts that's a different situation <laughs> <laughs> because Anthony Richardson is still on his rookie. it all depends on how Anthony Richardson does. if he like completely did terrible I, I don't think we're in a situation where are the first overall pick because like Anthony Richardson really needs to shit the bed in order in order for that to happen yeah, in a way, it depends. I could see us being the worst team in that conference. I could genuinely see us being the worst team in the, in the whole NFL, personally. No, I, I, I could I've see seen, it. I could, I could see bottom five, but I don't see worst. Like, single worst, I don't see that. So here's the thing, right? Um, So if if that's the case, Anthony Richardson has a Peyton Manning year, then what? The Peyton Manning rookie year? I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely see, don't like, know. We're in a, they got to make a decision. You gotta, you gotta, like, I, feel like, I feel like they trade for a haul. I feel like that's the. the, the I feel like that's team. what they'll do, if, especially if Chris Ballard is still there and he doesn't get yeah, fired. If Ballard is still he's, there, he's he's on the hot seat. Because people don't want to admit it. Because yes, they're not going to make the super playoffs this year, and that's expected. But he won't be surprised if, if it's really bad for whatever reason, Ballard's gone. Whether he steps down or he gets fired, he he will be gone in that case. I don't see it happening because the, it clearly the plan is two three years before he get back. It will take two like three Josh years. Josh Allen yeah. type sh- shit essentially. So. But yeah, no, I agree. I think it will be a haul. I don't see Ballard giving up on a rich that fast. Yeah, literally, like it will be dumb to. Feels that obviously same thing that it happened. Now I get it, Caleb Williams, you know, but he doesn't. He doesn't. Caleb Williams doesn't have that T law hype or the Andrew Luck. He hype. doesn't have the T law hype. Or anything. He's more on that Joe Burrow level, I would say, right now. Yeah, uh, but Joe Burrow obviously had more time, and he was he made his name the last year. But I'm talking about that type of guy. Like he doesn't have like. Caleb Williams wasn't like um, that. solidified number and one. Other thing with Caleb Williams is like the same with every coach. He may be okay. He followed Lincoln Riley too. Like I said, solidified number. I didn't. Like, I'm gonna crack myself there. He he may be solidified number one, but he's not like generational number one. Yeah. Right. Like he may be. Like he's no obviously like you said. He might Peyton be like Manning Joe and Andrew Bur- Luck. Yeah, like he might be Joe Burrow, who also are like number one quarterbacks. That got drafted like Baker Matthew Stafford Mayfield. is a perfect example. Baker probably. Mayfield, <laughs> probably Matthew Stafford. Yeah, like ask back then Matthew. Because I feel like Baker Mayfield was number one overall pick. No, t- there were debates on that. People were a little surprised Baker went first. Actually, yeah, they were saying that it should have been Sam Darnold at the time. Well, then USC, again, you still got it wrong. <laughs> either way, but yeah. yeah, like even Josh Allen was in or uh, talks there. Like Lamar fell off. I don't know how because he was yeah. Heisman. But yeah, no, like he's more of like that Matthew Stafford type, I guess. Like, um, he's consensus number one, but maybe not like elite elite. But he has the potential for sure. Would you say Bryce Young was like, in my opinion, I think Bryce Young was this the number thing one with pick. this year's quarterbacks. Each person had some type of flaw. Out of the four, his was size. Uh, CJ Stroud was athleticism, IQ as well. <laughs> I think he like failed no, like, all those. I don't know if all those tests. that was bullshit. I think that <laughs> yeah. athleticism was his thing. Athleticism, like, obviously. Um, uh, a Richards was um, just reps and like reps, accuracy. experience and accuracy. Experience and accuracy. Then Will Levis was kind of similar 
I guess too. Yeah. Uh, not not experience, but accuracy. Um, this year, like Caleb Williams has it all. Like we've seen Caleb Williams yeah. play, and he has it all. I don't know. Like maybe we we tune into some UNC games this year to see how um USC. Drake uh, UNC oh UNC for Drake May Drake yeah. May, and then obviously I watched a little bit of Bonex already, but maybe U Dub. Maybe we should go try to get our passports done and go down to the games. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Up down down in uh, Seattle, right, or close to I think Tacoma maybe. Yeah. But yeah, U Dub. So there's like the quarterbacks to watch out for this year. Um, Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams, Drake May, Bo Nix, Pe- Michael Penix, or the four. Um, Quinn Ewers as well. Quinn Ewers as well. So, yeah, that's that's college football for you guys. Um, early prediction. Let's go Clemson. I don't know why, just because <laughs> that's what the team I always supported for whatever re- Trevor Lawrence. Before that was Deshaun Watson. Before the scandals, but yeah, yeah. You or like yeah, well, whoever's good, I'm gonna just follow them. <laughs> Genuinely. Genuinely, I guess right. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I, I like Georgia. I'm like low key. I might be going for USC. I kind of want to see Caleb Williams win. Yeah, that's true. Do you buy? Okay, last thing. Do you buy the um thing where he's like, I ain't gonna declare. Nah, that's depending bullshit. on the team. No, you you take your opportunity, right? <laughs> yeah. If you have, if someone giving you an NFL contract, an NFL opportunity, you take it, no matter what the hell the situation is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. Like you said, let's get to. Some you want let's you want to end on baseball or do you want to go NBA and NHL first? Just get the quick fire out of the way. Let's go quick fire. Quick fire NBA FIBA not NBA it's FIBA. It's not NBA it's FIBA yeah. FIBA but involving NBA players. Canada baby three and oh. Three and oh. Canada finished first. Was in the a group. scare though. Was a scare. Yeah, first half they haven't they did not play a complete game. That's you could guarantee that. But second half destroyed them. Shea. Just absolutely destroyed them. Shea is playing on Luca levels of FIBA right now. Luca is playing. Lucas playing He's too, like yeah. the only superstar playing, I believe. Yeah. Um, FIBA World Cup. So, we messed up the format last time. We still play Spain. Yeah. It's weird, right? We set, we mentioned that as a tournament within a tournament. Yeah. Canada has to be top two, not four, top two Americas. Okay. Now, the good news is Mexico's out. That's the U.S. is still there. When no, we know they're going to get it. Excuse me. Um, they play Brazil, though. Literally Friday, you could six thirty a.m. Friday. Yeah, and then Sunday they play Spain, which is perfect for us. Sunday we wake up. So Canada plays Brazil. If they they win, they're through. If they win, then they play Spain. So they play two games. Yeah, they play Spain and Brazil no matter what. That's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Okay. The four, the essentially they make another group of four. Okay. Latvia, Spain, and Brazil with Canada. Yeah, because these are the top two teams on each group. They don't play Latvia again though. Okay, so the record carries forward. So that means Canada and Spain are three and zero each. I think Canada's first because of the point difference. Thank you for beating France by that much. And Latvia, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the two and ones are Latvia and Brazil. Brazil. Now, if Canada win, they're four and zero. Yeah. There's no way the other two. Even if Latvia win, yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Then they're three and one, and they're three and one. Actually, no. If Canada lose to Spain, then they're both four and one. Yeah. But then if Latvia plays Brazil, then Brazil, then three teams might be four and one. Never mind. Yeah. I'll take that back. But if Spain and Canada handle business, they're through no matter what. That's then true. their game might be just like play for friend, but it might be for seeding. Then uh, it'll be for seeding. Yeah. For which, which side are you gonna go? So, um, so that's how that works. That's the it's so confusing. Still very confusing. The record carries over, so it's the most confusing tournament I think I've ever seen I'm, for I'm, a World Cup. But listen, how we were for Canada soccer is how we are for Canada basketball, the beginning of Canada soccer. 
when yeah. Herman took over yeah, uh, yeah. or the qualifiers is how we are right now. Shea, I'm watching, you watch a little bit, I'm watching a little bit. The only problem with Shea is he has to start off hot quick because he starts off slow a lot. And we can't have that against Spain. And even you can't have that against Spain, right? Like your boy Bruno Bocolos back there too. Their biggest issue is like they're not playing a complete game. Yeah. All right. It's I'll, like I'll a zero to forty. They're not playing that essentially. It's forty, 40 right? Yeah. So zero. Yeah, they're not playing that. That's what it is. But and if they could figure that out, if they could get off to a hot start, Lou Lou Dort is injured. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the the defense has been insane. Jordi Fernandez is getting a job next year. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe your coach gets fired from the whole suing thing. <laughs> you get Jordi Fernandez in where the key was supposed to be in. But um, the key, like the second unit, Phil Scrub killed it, like we mentioned before. So, um, and uh, what's his name? Nikhil Alexander Walker. Nikhil Alexander Walker, yeah. Here's the one thing I want to say, though. Those people that say the NBA players are bombs or whatever, tune into this tournament. And they you show will you, see NBA they, players they, pop off. Bro, they show you why. I'm gonna, I'm they gonna show say, you why I'm gonna they show, are I'm going to say a name that you haven't heard in a while. Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Absolute God. He's <laughs> plays for Jordan. Yeah. Obviously, he lost. Yeah. Jordan the country, by the way. Um, was a, He killed it. Like He should be back in the league, essentially. Type <laughs> thing, right? That's, that's, how how he, that's how good he's playing. Luka Jovic. You know, Jokic. Jovic for Serbia. Okay, bro. Stop saying the soccer player. Nikola Jovic. <laughs> Nikola Jovic. Sorry. I combined Luka Doncic with that. Nikola Jovic. Yeah. Was perfect on the field. And no, not one for one. Like seven for seven. Like that type of vibe. Yeah. Um, you see guys like Kelly Olenek and um, Dwight Powell showing. Literally playing big man. what they are. Big man freaking offense. Yeah. Jordan Jordan Clarkson playing like a freaking superstar. Yeah. In the... Right? Dennis Schroeder. Even Evan Fournier for how much France has struggled. Now Joe's going to be like, yeah, I had Rudy Gobert. It's Rudy Gobert's fault. (laughs) But yeah, no. Like genuinely when you see like Franz Wagner has a clip of playing like prime Michael Jordan essentially. Yeah, they all... They they show you why they're not. Those of you guys are saying that NBA players are bums. Shut the hell up. That's (laughs) all I got to say. Shut the hell up. Because... They're the most. There's the reason why they're the best um, league in the world for a reason. Now I'm not gonna get into the whole debate of the world champion. Did you see that? Debate? No, I didn't see it. So this guy from the U.S. Um, track team who won gold. Um, I forgot his name. I'll look it up. When okay, I, yeah, I think I've heard about this. Yeah, but just keep going. So he's saying that I don't know why the NBA players say they're world champions. It's just in the U.S. The clubs, I'm talking about like Denver, for example. Yeah. And all the NBA players have come out and are like. Well, it's the best league in the world. Obviously, we're going to be World Cup cha- world champions. It's not like the Champions League Club World Cup shit. Bro, like, what are you going to play? Some no, Brazil League team? Pop has come out and said, agreed with that guy. Ashi? Pop, Fournier, all these, some of these guys have come out and have said, like, he's right. Technically, they're not world champions. Because, yeah, we know that UEFA is the best, you know, uh, or I don't know what the thing is, federation isn't be a cha- in the is, world. Isn't be a but fr- you have to prove it in Isn't club be a global club, club world NBA. They might mess around and do club it world because cup? of this now. Global World Cup for But in clubs. a way, like I get both sides. I, I'm not going to like I get it because that is the best thing in the world. So what I just ranted about makes sense. They are the best. They are the world champions, but at the same like I get it, but I I would still consider NBA champions. In a way, in a yeah, way. but at the end of the day all these players come from these European leagues to play in the NBA. Yeah. To make it the best. So league. that yeah. So if you're making it the best league, 
the players, if they're trying to make it the best league, obviously it is the league in the world. This is the same that and if you're the league in the world, you're the world champions. Same goes for MLB, same goes for NHL. NFL. Yeah, like no one, what? There's no one MLB, NFL, people from Japan. Japan's a good eventually league. Eventually come. They come. Eventually. They though. eventually come. The people from Dominican come. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, back, obviously went off of topic here. It just shows, like, the quality. Like, just watch them play in this, and you'll realize why they're in the NBA. Not everybody's going to be Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron, James, Steph Curry, so on and so forth. There's a reason why there's some role players are role players. But then if you give them the... There once upon a time, for example, Tyler Mott was a goal-scoring machine. In like uh, high Still school, is university. God. but okay, but to the point, he's not that guy though. Like he's not a goal scoring machine. He's filling his role. Yeah, and I know every time I, I know you want to. He he is the guy. <laughs> but my point is, everybody's gonna be find their role and do that. Forney is a shooter, right? Rondé Hollis Jefferson is a defender. Yeah, but more of a defensive. They guy. have more capabilities if they have more freedom. Now, are they equally as good as a LeBron? No, no, that's why they're a role player. But they could, they're not going to win in their international, maybe, but they'll carry them to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, I don't know how to describe this, but Canada basketball is back this weekend. USA is obviously one as well. Just they're to, on the other side of the bracket. Just a quick thing. We call this a quick fire topic. I know, but we got to. <laughs> <laughs> next, next one's a quick fire topic. <laughs> Which is that topic? Yeah, but I have something about yeah. the Canucks I need to add, though. Um, so, so not. I guess we lied. Well, the quick fire topic is this: Sheldon Keith got extended. Were you surprised? No, I guess I was. I'm genuinely surprised, him, bro. They could just fire him whenever they want, man. True. <laughs> <laughs> True. They could fire him whenever they want. Doesn't but yeah, matter. I was. I'm genuinely surprised that he didn't get fired. That's my more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess extension just for insurance purposes. He wanted it. There you go. All right, that was quick. But Canucks, I'm gonna try to make it quick. You know how I said you still think the Canucks, at least in the Benning era, not current Canucks. Don't appreciate it. Not the current Canucks, though. Yeah. Are horribly ran. Yes. If I were to rank, like, our favorite teams especially, for me, it's still Man United the worst. Yeah. Canucks are a close second. Yeah. Lakers are not bad for me. Raptors are not bad for you. The Colts are not uh, bad. And the Jays... Raptors are pretty bad The now. Jays... Yeah, but they're not badly oh, run. No. Huh? They're not badly run. Okay, like, yeah, it's yeah. frustrating in terms of, yeah, they're asking for a lot, but they're not badly run. Yeah. Same thing with like the Jays. It's not like they're badly run. The players piss you off <laughs> in this case, and the manager pisses you off. Bro, just freaking we'll get into baseball in a second. <laughs> but uh, so the Canucks. Here's my thing on it. Rick Talkett had a thing with Ian McIntyre, and he said you kind of wanted the players to come early for training camp, and they haven't come yet. Right now, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, the players are not blah blah blah. Right here's the problem. Rick Talkett himself said this too. I don't blame the players because we don't have a practice facility. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Rogers Arena is under construction. Drake is literally there. <laughs> <laughs> Drake took over Rogers Drake Arena. took over now, but I'm just yeah. saying, in general, it's under construction because they're putting the video board off. Yeah, the video board, yeah. Failed for the Drake concert, by the way. <laughs> um, but, no. So, yeah, he has a point. Like, why would Quinn Hughes leave Michigan? Probably any practice there. Yeah, like he's as as long as you work together. Now, yes, you still have to come early. Are they gonna work? Uh, some of them are at UBC or eight ranks doing it, but it's a rundown arena. They're old. Yeah. Right. So like I don't. So that's where I'm where I'm going back with the Canucks thing is, like the uh, United is poorly run. Transfer wise, and behind the scenes because Ronaldo exposed them. Yeah, yeah. The behind the scenes. The thing with United is. They may have a shit training field, but they have somewhere they have some place to show up. Yeah, 
these I think these are the one of few NHL teams that don't have a training facility. How What's does up? that make any sense? Like, and I get it. The land prices. We're not going to try to get yeah, politically like, here. But I'm just saying this. You're a rich owner. You own the team. You kind of got to provide stuff for the players. And it's not like look at look. This is why I'm saying the Blue Jays are beautifully run. Do you do you don't need in spring training thing? The playing spring training is a freaking uh don't need it. Amazing time. It's yeah, like everyone because like, even like during for spring time. training, people show up. Yeah, work out there. Canucks don't have that. Yeah. Right, so that's my point. The point with the Canucks, the frustrating part of this: how do you expect the team to do better? Yes, don't get me wrong. This, as a team, when they start practicing stuff, they're gonna do better. But I'm talking about on their own time, because they're making a big issue. The Canucks kind of made a big issue about this of why uh, Kuzmenko was in Indonesia training, like in Bali. Do you see those videos where he had like running, holding logs, and going upstairs or whatever? I don't know why it's a big deal for me personally. If he's out of shape, then sure, I get. Then I'll get it. It all depends on the outcome of how he is at training camp. Because Talkit has literally said, "Come into shape." Simple as that. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's all I have to say with that. Is just stupid. <laughs> like, how do you not have a training facility, like a proper one? I don't get it. Build it somewhere like in the suburbs and like I don't know. I'm not saying Surrey, but like obviously closer to the players find the radius thing remember how Paul slash Ben are yeah <laughs> we have the Ben pass we have, do we have the Ben pass we <laughs> know him as Ben but you know how you said like for him yeah, they, had, open a the nation, they yeah. had a radius just do something like that find like a cheaper area in that Vancouver area and then build it like yeah, it's stupid right. I know it's easier said than done but you're a freaking billionaire for a reason yeah if not then yeah so well, the team stand should be a if thing. my beer league soccer team can trade once a week for the game because we have a field, you guys could make an ice hockey rink where you could get and your not, NHL NHL team and practice. Not even just that; it's um a training facility is also like has other amenities to it, like a yeah, gym, obviously like a gym and like, like you've seen like like a, ca- like like a gym, ping pong, like a leisure room, like, like a, a leisure room, room, stuff like that. But yeah, no, you could make that. You, you could make that. that. Like you provide for your team. That's your literally your product. No, no, but like at the you same, wonder why people at the, are pissed at the off very at you. minimum. Provide an ice hockey rink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you wonder why players are like, not players even, like fans are going after Akali. This is the reason why. This is why you make it tough for me to pick United over you as the worst. Like you literally make it nah, a close race. Canucks are the worst right now. No, I still think that it's over top. We'll, the, we'll leave it there. Agree to disagree. But all right, let's end it off. Baseball. Angels suck. <laughs> okay. You, let's get right into it. This podcast is all over the place, but we love it <laughs> in that case today. That's how we work, we, I guess. That's how we work. You know, helping and buffer inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, bro. But uh, yeah, uh, as Joven alluded to it, the Angels, after trading what? Their second best prospect, was it? Second and third. Second and third best prospect for Lucas Giolito. You then, got then, a, then you traded for... And, and what's his name? Ronaldo Lopez. Okay. Who both are in that... Okay. Group of players. Wait, and then Gritchick. And then Gritchick. And then one other, pl- uh, Hunter Renfro. There you had him. But I'm just saying in general. You yeah. acquire Gritchick. So those three players you acquire to help Otani when we said, now in hindsight, we're right that you should have traded Otani. Yeah. Um, You're putting them on waivers. Now, they're probably cleared it by now. But this was all to help the Angels make the this, playoffs. This was your big master plan to make the playoffs. And you did worse than you were. Inst- actually, were instead Seattle. You went, went backwards. Yeah, uh, Seattle does their stupid second half run. We'll talk about the, the, that update in a second because because major updates. Yeah, there. but okay, Giolito one and five record. I think six eight nine ERA. I did like the trade for the Angels because you got yourself a solid pitcher, but he hasn't been solid himself. Um, obviously, 
they're just doing this to obviously get as much as cap relief as they possibly no can. No for it. But obviously, there's no, there's no getting around this that you messed up. Yeah, your risk failed. So yeah, like what what is their record right now? It is. They're worse than they were when they acquired all these players. That that that's hundred percent increased. Sixty four and seventy. I think by the time they, when they did get on, it was like they were like five hundred. Yeah, they went up a bit. Like they were scaring the Jays. I think. Yeah, they, I think they were. Uh, I think they were probably maybe one game over. Yeah. Um. And now they've thrown in the towel, and now the risk of Otani leaving might be legit. And also Otani's injury as well. Yo, who knows? He might just get Tommy John too, so he might miss a year anyways. Just might just sign a one year. But still, with people Angels. might. He might. I won't be surprised if someone does like the Kevin Durant approach, give him the max. 10-year thing. Yeah, yeah, obviously. It's Otani. He's the best player in baseball. Yeah. He has the potential of being the best player ever. Yeah. And, yeah. Definitely the most talented player ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's point. true. Uh, yeah. But speaking of uh, uh, that division, who was your pick to represent the AL East again? After the trade deadline? The After the trade deadline? Yeah. Like, to represent the AL East? Sorry, the AL um, for this World Series. Oh, to represent the oh yeah, um, I'm completely wrong, and I might have. Was it? It was the Rangers. Same, I got that same <laughs> one, and uh, they might. They uh, they, they fell went off. on a weird losing sh- look. They're three and seven in the last ten. They went on like a seven game losing so streak too. If to like Six clear the picture, so it's the AL. What's it called? What's the central? What's the division? AL East, Central, and West. So they're AL Central because we're the AL East. They're the AL West. Oh, they're the AL West. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So to paint the picture, Rangers had a lead on the Astros, who were holding by like two games. Yeah, but they had a lead on the Astros by two games, and the Mariners were behind them. The Mariners weren't in a playoff spot below at that moment, huh? Below five hundred. And they were below five hundred, but they were the third best team in the division. There, and the Astros had a wild card spot, and then Rangers were winning. That was a picture, but then Seattle goes on this run. Texas start falling off. Astros have been up and down, right? So, Astros are still where they are, I would say, roughly. But the Rangers fall to third, and the Mariners are first place. That's how. That's They're tied how, with the Astros, but yeah. In that's general, that's yeah. how many things. That's how big so of a change it was. The Jays happen. dropped from the third wild card spot, and they're two and a half or three and a half games off. And two and a half now off the Rangers. Yeah. And we have a big series coming up with the Rangers. Rangers. The yeah. Blue Jays are a different side of things. They're hitting still when they're hitting. The di- biggest difference between. The Jays and the Seattle Mariners, one of the star players popped off. And in this case, it's Julio Rodriguez and not Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah, that's That's what the biggest difference. Like when J Rod was struggling, they were below 500. Doesn't matter who they traded or not. And now that J Rod has been like on that crazy streak, they went on a crazy streak themselves. And 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 now division leaders. It also picked up. And potentially getting a buy. It also picked up the best of of the uh, rest of the lineup, right? Because Ejuanio Suarez. Playing like absolute beast, Kyle Raleigh, absolute beast. The Oscar Hernandez is, you know, kind of found his rhythm back again. Yeah, but no. Um, so update right now. American League, Orioles are probably gonna win the AL in terms yeah. of regular season, so they'll get a buy. Right now, Seattle is clear on Minnesota. That division just ass. Min- so, Minnesota just has a third place locked. Yeah. Right in like how much are they ahead of 64? And, yeah, they're they're ahead of... They're ahead of the Guardians now. Yeah, because they're 64 and 70, and these guys are 69 and 65. So yeah. They pretty much have third place in lock, which means, hey, 
maybe third wildcard spot, Jays get in, we might get the easier matchup. Now, it's going to happen away, but still. Um, Tampa, still where they are at the first wildcard spot. Obviously, for the longest time, they were first. Yeah. Um, but Houston is still where they are. But Texas has fell. Texas is the third wild card. And, and Blue Jays falling off. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Astros swept the Red Sox. Yeah. So now that kind of gives us a cushion from them four games now. Still scary because upcoming event at the end to end off, we have the division. Now, the good news is we're not playing the teams that beat us the most. <laughs> right? Like yeah. the Orioles and the Red Sox are the ones that killed the Jays the yeah, most. Yeah. The Yankees and the Rays were kind of like even. Yeah. But back to the thing. So realistically, you could still put the Red Sox in if you want. They're six and a half out. But the Jays are the threat now at two and a half. And it's going to be a fun race to end here because I don't, I don't think the Yankees are 10 out. I don't think they'll No, they're out. done. Red Sox are uh, they're Cleveland's done. Cleveland's done and the Angels are done. Yeah, they're all done. It's just genuinely the Jays left. Red Sox, I'm giving them a slight edge. Just a slight. They're tough. Um, now, the good news is we play Texas. And, yeah, but in pressure situations, we haven't done well. We haven't done well at all. I mean, you could just tell like runners in scoring position. They're pressure pressure situations. Yeah, what happens? Vladdy freaking hits a chopper to third base. I'm referring to the game where we lost to Nationals, where yeah. we were down by so what, Texas two, and we got what bases loaded. Here's the good news: Texas, zero out. Texas still needs to play Houston. Yeah, they play Oakland, which sucks. They have to play the Mariners twice. Seven more games with the Mariners. If we somehow win the three one, let's just say, or even split, yeah. But we handle our business because Texas also. But, but that's the, the issue, though. We're not handling our own business. That's the thing. So it's still wide open. Like the Jays could genuinely still finish because we play a lot of games against the Rays too. We could still finish the top of this wild card spot somehow. You can, <laughs> but realistically, but you're second, not. Realistically, second is but the you're best not. Game could Yeah. Are you saying okay? So wait. Realistically, are you saying they're not gonna make a playoffs? barely scrape their way in but i'm just saying they're not gonna they have an opportunity to really pounce but i just don't think they're gonna take it by that i mean they could lock up a wild card spot mid-september yeah if they really you know pop off but they're not going to yeah they're gonna make it a last you're telling me you have this series against the nationals which you did win but should have been swept freaking uh bases loaded ninth inning just to win the game i don't know how the fuck you don't do that right (laughs) um uh you got I think the next three series are, I don't know what order, but like Rockies, Athletics, and Royals. I swear to God, if you don't go on a nine-game winning streak, there's something wrong with your organization, which, you know, we kind of figured because there's been something wrong the whole entire year. And then you got the Texas series, where if you lose that series, you kind of, you're kind of in trouble, especially if you don't go on that nine-game winning streak that I just talked about. Yeah. Texas, they have at the very minimum, depending on how they do on that one that you just mentioned, they, at the minimum, they need to split. At the minimum. Is it four game? I believe so. At the minimum, they need to split it. Okay, so then, yeah, you can't even split it, Jays. You got to win. Yeah, like, like, I'm saying 3-1 has to be thing, but at the very minimum, yeah. you could split it. You have yeah. not cut. You, you, uh, at the very minimum, is a split. You can't lose the series. That's for well, sure. If you lose the series, you're done. Right? So, they're coming to Rogers Center, which is big. and Our pitching staff has been doing great. The problem is we haven't given the support, and yesterday Barrios, yes, gave up the two bases. I mean, realistically, like, even if Barrios did hold it to three, we kind of choked the bases loaded nine inning and only scored three runs ourselves. By the way, we do still put the Red Sox three games. They could put themselves yeah, back yeah. into it. <laughs> I'm just saying this much. I'm like, Obviously, Barrios allowed two big home runs. Don't get me wrong. Barrios didn't have a good game. 
But at the same time, did you genuinely believe that the Blue Jays were going to get four runs that game? Yeah. I did not think so because they were at one. And that one is because of David Schneider. Yeah. And John Schneider, I get confused. You take out David Schneider because of you want running and Kiermaier. You didn't do that with Kirk, but you said you wanted Kirk's bat later on. What the hell? What the hell is Kirk's bat providing you? <laughs> so he's always I giving mean, he killed you killed it today. Huh? But, yeah. Or he always has an odd one game that he's gonna kill it and start doing shit again after. Yeah. Like so. the genuine Blue Jays. Offense, the minute however, I heard sacrifice fly on the radio and Kirk's on third, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How you got out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I'm referring to. Like, yeah. You should have put a game two of the Nationals. You should have put any runner in. It would have happened. And yes. I've still lived. And now in hindsight, I'm looking like I'm right. We should have kept Gabby Moreno. I don't know. I think he's doing okay still. Like he hasn't been like. But he's still. Pop. He hasn't popped potential. Off. Yeah. But potential is still there. I guess because it's the current situation and he has to still pop. And Kirk's off, value at that time was oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. But let's move to the NL. Enough. This has been very heavy. Our favorite team talk. Once in a while it happens. I mean, realistically, it all shit. <laughs> realistically, <laughs> think of it. it's also our podcast. <laughs> it's, it's our podcast, but like, <laughs> genuinely, like they're so shit that they make the headlines that we genuinely have to talk to them. Let's yeah, talk about him. That's the thing. And I know this is like, this is probably podcast is scuffed as hell, but <laughs> it's all over the place. But let's go on to the NL before we close it out officially. Um, what a Atlanta's race. Atlanta's the best team. What a race, by the way, for yeah. the NL. Wild Atlanta's card. still the best team in all of baseball. Yeah. The But the Dodgers are putting up a fight. They're four behind them. Yeah, they are. And then the Brewers are 74 and 59. Wild card number one is your Phillies that you predicted at 74 and 59. By the way, did you know that Kyle Schwarber could potentially get 40 home runs, but finish with a negative WAR, whatever that is. <laughs> but it's... Yeah, it's like average is pretty shit, right, too, right? Yeah. It's, it's either home run or strikeout. Exactly. And, and he leads in walks, too, I think. It's like weird. It's all over the place. <laughs> so his on-base percentage is insane? Or <laughs> Let's see, actually. Let me pull that up. Well, we got to see that. I'll pull it up. Here. Yeah, I got the standings here as well. Schwarber is... Why is the internet slow all of a sudden? Bro, I thought it, like the mic died or something. No, no, no. I was no. like, uh, did we lose our audio? I mean, you could still hear me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and the way you're looking at it, I thought you'd like unplugged uh, your mic. He's been struck at 170 times. He's been walked 96 times. Yeah. He's hit 37 home runs. What's his average? 188. 188. What's the on-base percentage? 333. Yeah, that's okay. But the, but the 188, it was like, what the hell? <laughs> how bad are you? <laughs> 188, but he has 40 home runs almost. That's 90 hits total. So 40 of those hits almost are literally home runs. That's insane. 37 <laughs> yeah, of those 90 hits, yeah. almost 50% are home runs. That's wild. That's actually wild. And the rest are probably strikeouts or walks. If, if, you, <laughs> if you're not hitting the home runs, you're probably caught. It's Joey Gallo all over again. It's generally Joey Gallo, yeah. <laughs> it's Joey Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Toronto version, or Tampa, or the Yankee version of Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, they're leading the wild card five games clear. Chicago is... Cubs, yeah. See, that's what the Angels should have done. <laughs> should do, actually. And do what the Cubs did. <laughs> um, Giants hold the last spot, but barely. They're half a game above the Diamondbacks, who were playing today, but they were losing. And then one game above... Cincinnati. Cincinnati Reds. And three games above Miami. Ooh. And yeah. Miami still has a chance in this. At 66 and 66. Yo, what the hell? What? Nationals had the same record as the Padres. Yep, I just saw that right now. What the? That's insane. Wow, your shit, Padres. What the hell? Your prediction's gone in the freaking... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, was done literally after the like, All-Star break. It's finished, yo. 
How the hell are you 62 and I 72? I wonder what they're going to do with Joe, uh, Juan Soto and all those guys in yeah. the offseason. But, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. The NL race has more teams, at least. Yeah. Uh, AL is literally three teams, and that's it. Like, you got anywhere from, like, the Cubs all the way to the Marlins. But, obviously, I feel like, but it's realistically more closer ones are the Giants, Diamondbacks, and the Reds because they're all legit one game apart. Yeah. So I'll give Marlins a slight help. With three games, is still... Yeah, no, I'm I'm saying that's the tightness, but like Cubs are two games ahead, yeah, uh, of the Giants as well. So, yeah, NL wild card definitely looking way better than the AL wild card, yeah. But the AL wild card is more intriguing to us because it generally has our team in it, exactly, which is painful (laughs) and stressful and just it's not good for my health, yeah. By the way, I still watch it. Ronde was it called? uh, they uh, played like Kobe apparently. Actually, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> they were saying that uh, people were saying that Shabazz Napier said like get a DNA test done or something. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I'm just I'm just scrolling through to see if there's any new transfer news coming in because it is. Morning, it is that time, right? Time. Yeah. I think September first is a deadline. If, okay. If I'm not mistaken, but we'll that's see. The, the next 48 hours are gonna be insane. Yeah, for uh, especially in the soccer world. European soccer world, football world. And, uh, yeah, do you see anything? No. So we're good. So let's call it there. You just call it there. Well, the scuffed podcast of a day. We rambled about our favorite teams. And, and you're still going to get a scuffed outro like every episode. Exactly. So, hey, this is us. Embrace it. Yeah, it's us. Uh, all right. Um, we appreciate you guys watching. Um, as always, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. Tell us... Um, your thoughts on all the situations we talked about. If you're comment down, who's your favorite soccer team and who do you want them to transfer? Let's see how that works out. Let's try something new with our try comment new. system. Comment if down below your favorite soccer team and who's your favorite. Who do you want them to tar- target? Dream, realistic, whatever you want. Whatever you want. All right. And while you're at it, subscribe and like it. And uh, follow our socials. Download the podcast on audio platforms. Do all that. And um, we appreciate all the help. We're almost road to 200. We're at 164 right now. Um, so help us get to 200 subs. And other than that, big episode coming on Sunday. And we'll Saturday. Catch- big episode coming Saturday. Okay, so we're teasing it. If yeah. you got this far, we are most likely dropping our third episode of the week. Okay, I got it. Saturday. That would be Monday then. Bro, you're messing with Sorry, the schedule. Sorry, okay, Monday. Bro, you're playing with my head. Okay, Sunday is when we record. Monday. Oh, scuffed outro. It's all scuffed his fault, outro. Man. But yeah, no. Um, big episode coming out on Monday uh, regarding the NFL. So happy NFL week. And other than that, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.